0: Of if you start your morning with a book or a podcast that's speaking positively about what's possible with money, and if you end your evening being part of like a five-day challenge that freaking Tony Robbins and Dean Graziosi and everybody else is doing, think about it. You start your day empowering yourself with money. You end your day empowering yourself with money. It's inevitable that you're going to become financially motivated and financially educated, and then the law of wealth works in your favor.
1: Hey, everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm sitting here with my husband, Chris Harder, and we are interviewing each, each other, other today. today. Nice totally work.
0: different than the he said, she said that we do. We were both... So guys, we just went to Sedona this weekend, and we came back totally jacked, and we had like the best 24-hour trip ever, and we were talking about how we've just become money magnets, and that's mm-hmm. what the show is. And Lori was talking about all the new ways that she's become a money magnet, and I was talking about the ways that I've become a money magnet, and we're like, this needs to be a show
1: hmm So we're going to talk on the four steps to becoming a money magnet because we were not always money magnets. In fact, I repelled money so terribly for most of my life until probably my late 20s, early 30s, actually, when I just started learning about it.
0: And I did too, but in a different way. And I think we need to start by talking about this. So you repelled it, and I'll let you tell your own story, but you repelled it in a way that was like, oh, I don't want that. I don't need that. Mm-hmm. I repelled it in a way that I earned Big money right away at a very young age, but I always pissed it away. Mm. And that's the way I repelled it. So we were the opposite of money magnets back then. <laughs> Why don't you kind of describe how, what your mindset around money was growing up quick?
1: Trust me. If I would have had money, I would have pissed it away as well. So <laughs> that was the factor I didn't know about either at the time. Um, I just heard my entire life that money was hard to come by, that rich people were assholes, uh, you know, especially being raised in a, a more like a very religious family. It was, You know, money is uh, greedy. Greed is bad. You know, you should only have uh, just enough to get by, store all your treasures in heaven. Um, And that's just what I saw growing up my entire life was Rich people were bad. money doesn 't grow on trees. Life is hard. Money is hard to come by oh that 's for them that 's not for us. You either have to be a doctor or super educated in order to get that money and then if even if you have it you 're considered bad. so I really had when I first dug into my beliefs Chris when you and I had read um secrets of the millionaire mind and there's a lot of questions around what are where did you get your beliefs around money like I was completely shocked at the beliefs I actually had and where they came from
0: and I grew up in the type of family that you know talked about go to college get a great job uh, make a lot of money and take care of your family and we lived in a, a great neighborhood where other people were doing really well financially and It was around you all the time Mm -hmm. that the goal was to do well financially, except I had the motivation. I had the drive because I upbringing, but what I didn't really have was the financial education. And matter Mm -hmm. of fact, I might've had a couple of bad examples set for me. Now, my parents came from the most loving, amazing, providing from us boys place you could ever, ever come from. And one of the side effects of that was, was they wanted us in this really good neighborhood. So they probably stretched their paycheck much further than they should have to live Mm -hmm. there, right? And maybe got a couple of cars that they maybe shouldn't have gotten in the time that they got it. And I saw these patterns start to form. Oh, you must have this home. You must have these cars. You must have these things Mm -hmm. in order to be on track to be financially successful. And so I, in my early, early adulthood, I had no problem earning really good money, way above average money. The problem is I didn't take care of it. So I was financially motivated, but I wasn't financially educated in the beginning. That's
1: so interesting because technically it did you a huge favor by getting you into those environments and you seeing it. But also if you don't have what we're about to talk about, it can take something that maybe was good being in that environment of look what's possible for you. But if you don't you tools, you might end up right where we were as well.
0: Well, this is where the law of wealth comes in. And this is so I love that you gave your example. I gave mine because here's the law of wealth. The law of wealth has always stated, and this will never change, that the money will always flow from the financially uneducated and unmotivated to the financially educated and motivated. It's inevitable. You can't stop it. I can prove it, right? So um, let me just repeat this the law of wealth states that money will always flow from the financially uneducated and unmotivated. To the financially educated, and motivated. So, if you looked at my example, I was financially motivated, but I was financially uneducated, mm-hmm. and so money came to me, but it didn't stop with me, didn't and that's the goal. <laughs> if it, it passed right through me to people that were more financially educated than me. Here's a great example: um, I would earn really good money, and then I would spend it on a car that I shouldn't have been buying yet, and that commission went to the dealership and to the the, the salesperson. Or um, I made really good money. And instead of buying a small starter home, I rented a place that I shouldn't have rented yet. And so my money went from it went to me because I was financially motivated, but then it went through me to someone who's smart enough to buy the place I was renting. That was the financially educated. To grow it. Mm-hmm. Right. And so one of the first big takeaways here is when you're honest with yourself, you have to say, wait a minute, does money come to me to begin with? And if it comes to me, does it stop with me or does it flow right through me to someone who's more educated?
1: It's so interesting because I don't think I ever asked myself. The, I know I did not ask myself the right questions around money. It was literally just, how do I make ends meet? How do I pay this? Instead of getting money or thinking of a way to um, create money and say, how do I grow this? Mm-hmm. Like How do I take what I have and how do I grow it? I never asked myself that one time in my life.
0: Well, most Before people this. don't understand the difference between mm-hmm. um, earned income and investment income. And the difference is this. Earned income is income that is what everyone thinks that you're supposed to do. You get a really good job or, or you work really hard. And in exchange for that, you're earning income. The problem is people live off that earned income. They never plant it as seeds. Mm-hmm. So instead, you need to change it to my earned income. That's seeds. And I eat some of the seeds, but I got to plant a lot of the seeds. Mm-hmm. And then my investment income, that's what I live the good life off of. You plant the seeds, it turns into a crop and you start living off the crop. Mm.
1: So good. Just thinking about all those times you get money and you when you start first start a business and you spend it instead of putting it back in your business and then mm-hmm. wonder why your business doesn't grow. Yep. Did that. Absolutely, absolutely did that for a while. Okay. So let's get into
0: the four steps the four to become steps. a money magnet. So the first one is clear out the old to take your power back.
1: Mm. Oh, this is so good because I can think of all of the times that I felt powerless and I look at what I was giving it to and I was blaming someone, first of all. Mm -hmm. So let's go into blaming, complaining, and justifying. Um, So the first thing that I was doing is I was blaming my parents, actually, and uh, the religion that I was raised in because I was upset that I did not learn about you know, going to college. I was uneducated. I was upset that this wasn't more of a priority to to teach me and show me and give me this path. And so I blamed, I literally said things like, I'll never be able to do it because they never showed me and it's too late. And I have a learning problem. I really believed that to my core. I could, you know, it's like I could, everything that I had learned, I was homeschooled through high school. It was like, I had to sit down and try to learn it myself. And that did not go well for me. That's not the style that I learn in. And I was angry. I was really angry and upset. And what happens when you're angry, upset and blaming is that you don't do the work to get educated. You don't do the actual work to get educated. You don't do anything to make power moves to take and own your future. So blaming was a huge one for me. And then complaining was a huge one for me because I would complain about it. I'd be really, you know, like, oh, this is why this is happening to them. They had educated parents. You know, when I met Chris, it was like, well, of course, it just enforced my pattern and my belief of see, your parents wanted you to go to college. See, you learned about money. See, you learned about these things and I didn't. So I'm not going to be able to have the future that I want. Um, Justifying okay, well, I'm not, you know, I, I have anxiety. I'm not going to go out and be able to get this job because I, um, you know, don't have the education. I'm not able to show them that I have this education. And it was like, here is why. It's okay that I don't take my power and make power moves and just decide that I can do it anyway. So I justified my life away. And I will tell you that this was the most powerless, most miserable time of my entire life. From about 18 to 26 years old, I gave my power to all of those things. And I didn't like who I was. I did not like doing it. I didn't like who I was. But there was a part of me that was just like, um, you know, praying someone would come and save me and having that realization moment that nobody is coming. Nobody is coming to save me.
0: So when I hear number one, clear out the old and take your power back, what I hear is clear out the old thoughts and beliefs. Yes, And that's a choice. Like if you're listening to this right now and you're saying, dang it, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I'm sick and tired of having more, you know, uh week than I do paycheck. Mm-hmm. Right. Then clear out the old thoughts and beliefs and start to uh, decide to put new thoughts and beliefs into that blank canvas. So clear out your old thoughts and beliefs and then take your power back by realizing it is up to you. Yes, I understand everyone started from different places. Yes, I understand everyone has had different circumstances in life. Yes, I understand everybody has been dealt different advantages and different head starts, but anybody right now who hears this and feels like they want something different can choose a new path today. You can choose to become financially motivated and financially educated going back to the law of wealth. You can choose to be on the positive side of the law of wealth. When the law of wealth states that money will always flow, you cannot stop it from the financially uneducated and unmotivated to the financially educated and motivated. Well, then you can choose right now, dang it, I'm going to become financially motivated and I'm going to become financially educated and that brings us to number 2 in the four steps of being a mon- becoming a money magnet and that is decide to become educated and motivated and my favorite way to do this is through books and podcasts you and i have so many resources to share with people to you know take your power back and become financially educated and motivated so one resource that comes to mind you mentioned it earlier mm-hmm. Air mind by t har mind by t Becker. we read it aloud in bed when we were making our financial comeback
1: So I want to say what that did for me. And these are some things that you can borrow from this book. If you don't read the book, which I think if if you want to become a money magnet, you should read this book. Um, So for me, it was like, okay, so I have these thoughts. They're negative. I have these beliefs. How do I get rid of them? You guys, it's so important. And this is going to feel like in the beginning, it's going to feel like you're lying to yourself. It's going to feel like it's not working. But I have to tell you that you're lying to yourself right now with the beliefs that you currently have. You are going to implant new things that are going to become truth for you, and it's going to take time. so in the beginning, uh, my beliefs were you know money's hard to come by, uh, rich people are jerks. so for me, it was um, i'm a money magnet, money flows easily to me, and what you need to remember is that's not going to feel normal. I get it you're like you know maybe rolling your eyes at me right now, but you have to do it. you have to just insert that new mantra and you have to remember, yeah, it's going to feel a little bit awkward at first, but it's like also allowing yourself to feel it. Like money flows easily to me. Like I'm a money magnet. Like allow the resistance in your body, like go find where that resistance is. Maybe it's in your solar plexus, maybe it's in your chest and just see if you can create a little bit of ease around that feeling when you say your new mantra. And what I want to tell you is that these things take time. You've now had probably, if you're listening to this, 25 plus years of saying a certain type of money mantra in your head. So remember that when you start it's not like you're you're going to, you know, attract thousands of dollars. Maybe you will. It's very very possible. But it's going to be a just initial turning the ship. It takes a little bit to turn the ship and to get that belief out. And something that I do Is that right when I feel that old belief coming in? Because it can still come in. I'll still have fear around money sometimes. And I'll literally say no. And I'll kind of like slap my, or like clap my hands together. I'll be like, no. I'll be like, this can be easy. I can make money with ease money's attracted to me. I'm abundant as I want to be. Like I really believe that God, universe, whatever you believe, wants you to be crazy abundant so that you can overflow, take care of all of your needs, and then also go and see what other things you can do.
0: I love it. Here's another resource I love. Um, The book, You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. It's such a, you're a badass at making money. Sorry, You're a Badass is their first book. You are a Badass at Making Money is their second book. Mm -hmm. It is so good. And it teaches you what to do with your money and empowers you to take control of your money. Another book that you must read is Unshakable, the book by Tony Robbins. It's literally a financial blueprint. There is a financial blueprint of how to take care of your money in that book, Unshakable, And um, also, I mean, I got to tell my own money principles course. Mm -hmm. Not so to big. sound like all of a sudden we're setting you up to sell us, so I'm not even going to tell you where to find it, but <laughs> I'll tell you um, it is going to reshape how you behave and what your beliefs are around money. Mm-hmm. And speaking of Tony Robbins, by the way, I feel like this is where we have to say another resource. Yes. And that is he and our friend, Dean Graciosi, they're doing... A entire five-day challenge around taking control of your financial With future. all
1: my favorite people who have shifted my entire life.
0: Everybody. Jenna Kutcher, you name it. Like everybody who has been, a, luckily now friends, but Dean who have Rossi, become...
1: Shalene Johnson. Yes. Oh my God. The
0: lineup is, is yeah. absolutely amazing. Anyhow, you guys need to be a part. If you're listening to you're like, yes, I want to take control of my financial future. Then you also need to say yes to the free things. And this is their single biggest act of generosity that they are doing this year by bringing everyone together and giving up five days of free training. Totally, totally free, no catch. And so you can get that by registering at ownit64.com. Seriously, it's free. This is not a pitch for anything. This is a free challenge by Tony Robbins, Dean Graciosi, and all of our friends. Uh, Go to ownit64.com and just learn how to create more wealth by being a part of that five-day free training.
1: It's so good, you guys. It, and by the way, it's O W N I T and the number six four. And I am so, this is what you and I are going to be doing. Uh, you, yep. We've been looking for something that we want to up level with. We always try to bring in new either courses or coaches or masterminds. And this is going to be something that Chris and I are going to be going through for the week. So we're super excited. So we want you to come with
0: us. This is what I mean by books and podcasts and free resources. Are how you decide to become financially educated and financially motivated. You know, part of being financially motivated is by creating your environment. And we're going to talk about that. That's number three in a minute here. But this is a great example of if you start your morning with a book or a podcast that's speaking positively about what's possible with money, and if you end your evening being part of like a five day challenge that freaking Tony Robbins and Dean Graziosi and everybody else is doing. Think about it. You start your day empowering yourself with money. You end your day empowering yourself with money. It's inevitable that you're going to become financially motivated and financially educated. And then the law of wealth works in your favor.
1: Mm-hmm. So good. So the next one,
0: number three, is what I just mentioned create and control your environment. And your environment means the people, places, and propaganda that you are around.
1: Listen to me. This is so important. Your environment is stronger than your willpower. I will say it on every podcast until I stop podcasting, which mm-hmm. will be when I die, most likely, because I love talking to you guys. Your environment is stronger than your willpower. And, you know, Chris always says, your environment is...
0: I don't know. what do people, I places, say? Oh, okay. people, places, People, places, <laughs> and propaganda. Well, let's break these down. So people, who are the people in your life? Are they reinforcing your financial dreams? Or are they accidentally sabotaging them? And I, w- I want to stress the word accidentally. I'm sure all of you have 99% really well-meaning people in your life. Yes. But the ways that they accidentally sabotage your financial dreams is when they find out that all of a sudden you're listening to this podcast or you're part of this five-day challenge at the the ownit64.com challenge. They say things like, what do you mean you're not coming out with us? Why would you be on a dumb free challenge? Or they say things like, why are you listening to this all of a sudden? Do you think you're better than us? Or they say things like... um, Oh, I see. You're going to be rich all of a sudden, right? And they don't they're, they don't mean it. They're just reflecting their own insecurities that they know they should be doing the work when they see you starting to do the work.
1: You know, I think another one that really triggered me, Chris, that made me want to go back to just like I I don't know, not creating my future, <laughs> um, not actually living in my purpose was I was around different people who would say things like, oh, you know, network marketing is scammy and Mm, and people don't like people who do that. And they would say, uh, and these were struggling people in my life, friends and family and they would say things like, oh, yeah, that person over there who's doing those courses, that's just a money grab. Oh, that person, that, that doesn't work. And it was like, oh, well, if they think that these people are scammy and it's a money grab, that's the last thing that I want people to know my character for. So I'm going to stay small. I mean it affected me so deeply that I felt people were judging my character because you want
0: to be loved. I need to point because this out. Because I wanted to, we be, all loved all want to be loved and accepted. And so we hate when people say these things about us.
1: And and that is why you have to go to the people who understand that it is important to live into your calling, live into your purpose, become that coach, become that trainer, become that facilitator, become that teacher you know become that person that you're being called to write that book whatever that thing is you have to go and do that and you're not going to be able to do that in your current environment if this is the belief of the people who are around you
0: yeah I guess people are paramount in your journey to becoming wealthier in in, in having this wealth mindset and this doesn't mean just kick everyone out of your life what it no. means is you got a couple levers you can pull so if you've got accidental sabotagers in your life then you got to pull that lever where you're spending less time mm-hmm. and getting uh, being influenced less by them, and you got to push the other lever up, which is the what I just said, number two: podcasts, books, free challenges, all that stuff, in order to outweigh the negativity that's always been anchoring you, and now you're you know finally trying to break free. And so mm-hmm. it's not like throw all the people out of your life and be like, sorry, peace, I'm out of here. It's pull those two levers, yep. outweigh the negative. Stuff with the positive propaganda, as I call it, the, the books, podcast challenges. And before you know it, some of those people are going to start following your example. But somebody in your group has to go first. Let me, let me tell you, here's one of the biggest reasons why we see the big gap, this huge gap between the rich and the poor forming. It's the fact that birds of a feather flock together, right? And so when like-minded people are all attracted to each other, they hang out, they spend time together, and they share ideas. Mm-hmm. The problem is this: you end up in one of two groups of people, either the group where they're sharing positive ideas and inspiration, and you know new ways to make money, or a group that is making fun of people doing that mm-hmm. and talking bad about people doing that and saying that you know rich people are greedy or um, that hey life is all about having fun, like you know what's that thing you only live once, YOLO. <laughs> YOLO. The problem is this. You're going to be in one of these two groups. There really isn't a way to straddle these two groups. And so you need to choose to take yourself from the financially unmotivated group and place yourself into a financially motivated group. And sometimes that means you have to be the first person in that group. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's a group of one and then someone follows you and it becomes a group of two and a group of three and a group of four, but you have to switch groups. Mm
1: -hmm. And some of you don't even know how to, you know, say no to people at this point because that's actually a really hard thing to learn. And, you know, in the words of Bruno Mars, you have plans. You (laughs) you literally need to make other plans and you're busy. Yep. Get so busy in your new future with whether you're doing this challenge, whether you are making, you know, a, a dinner date with somebody new, whether you are making weekend plans to create something to Go have a work date with a new friend. Like, Mm -hmm. go get busy in the good things. Go sign up for workout classes. Go do something where people who vibrate at a higher level, meaning people who are just outside of the broken belief system, people who are being proactive. This is such a, we, we are not remotely talking about sitting and just like meditating and, nope. and saying I am a money magnet. Like this is a proactive relationship with creating your future, with creating these new beliefs, with your purpose, with the universe, with God. This is so proactive. Like This is one of the most proactive things that you could ever do. So you need to book the dates. You need to make the plans. You need to get in the challenges. You need to sign up for the courses and you need to show up for them and get so busy in the good, that you just don't have time for those old things that were pulling you back.
0: Exactly, and what Lori's referring to is the places. Remember, number three was control your environment, people, places, propaganda. She's now moved on to the places. She's saying, go to the masterminds, go to the virtual challenge, go to the side of town that motivates you, go to the neighborhoods that inspire you, go to the the local book launch where the author is talking about something exciting. Go to the places that will reinforce this new life that you want, this new set of financial beliefs that you want.
1: And it's not gonna feel easy. Nope. How many times have we been like, oh, I don't wanna go? Yep. Or I'm like, hey, babe, let's go for a car ride. And it's like, uh, like into we love to go look at like beautiful homes and and go look at beautiful neighborhoods and just find new things.
0: Can I interject? I wanted yeah. to say we still do this, you guys. This is we still go drive around other neighborhoods despite our epic neighborhood that we live in and say, oh, look at these lots. Look at these homes. Look at this. How do we get there? And we dream about it. Mm-hmm. This doesn't stop just because you become financially uh, uh, successful. It keeps going because you're always growing or you're always regressing. There is no staying still.
1: No, we're always dreaming. And you know, I don't want people to get this uh, confused with us like never Feeling like we have enough. We do so many conversations and podcasts about how you need to be always growing and whatever that takes to make yourself always grow, but also be so crazy grateful. So you and I always do different things, like get so grateful for the moment and so grateful for what we have, and and then we add an and. I'm so grateful for X, Y, and Z, and we'll do this up to maybe 20 or 50 times what we're grateful for, and then we say, "And I'm excited about the possibility of." Blank
0: and we don't have enough. And and this is where this might be the best part of the podcast for some of you. When I say we don't have enough, I mean I want to give millions to charity, not just several six figures each year. I want to be able to um, cause real shift in the things that we care about mm-hmm. in this world, not just make little dents in them. I want to be able to take care of our families, families, family, family, no matter what type of world we encounter. And you know we wouldn't be able to do that right now necessarily with ease. So. I'm telling you, there is no such thing as, quote, enough, or you should be you know, stopping where you're at right now just because you yourself are taken care of. If you have things in this world you care about and you can't fix them yet, you can't fully move the needle yet, then guess what? You don't have enough yet.
1: And you know, I think for people who maybe came from a, a spot, a position like I came from, sometimes you can't even think of the big picture yet of mm-hmm. like, what... Who am I going to help? What am I going to say? Because all you can think about is that when you're at the grocery store checkout line, you don't want to sweat anymore. You don't want to panic. You don't want to freak out and wonder if you shouldn't have bought that extra, you know, Organic treat, chicken or, <laughs> or you bought that kombucha for yourself and now you feel bad about it. So these are the things, you guys, I, I'm being so serious. Like, mm-hmm. you know, or maybe you feel like you can't even go to the grocery store that you have enough money for your family. You're like, how do I even... You know, take care of ourselves. So sometimes these things are just that you want to have an experience at the grocery store where you have enough money for the things that you need.
0: So it goes in this order. That's the first level of enough. To have enough to feed my family the healthy food I want, to provide the shelter that I want, to make sure that if one of us aren't working, that we can still have a stable life? That's the first level of enough. But then the second level of enough becomes, wait a minute, Do I have enough to also take care of my family's family? Do I have enough so that if someone I love, a friend or somebody comes to me and says, hey, I really need help, can I help them or do I have to turn them away? That's the second level of enough. Then the third level of enough, once you reach that, becomes, wait a second, there's things in the world that I don't agree with. How can I make an impact on those? How can I help those? How can I help the the people that are pure strangers? I'll never meet my life. How can I still help them have a better life? That's that third level of enough. And so it's okay to be in that first level of enough. Where you're just saying, dang it, I need enough to stabilize my family and get good, healthy food and medicine and shelter and care from my family first and foremost.
1: Hmm. And maybe some of you are in a place uh, you know, where you have had some success and you're like, wow, how could I create enough money to maybe create a company that employs people in the way Creates that I want? Jobs. Like I I love like dreaming about. Having a company that employs a ton of women that maybe and, and this isn 't the dream right now, but this is one that i 've thought about that employs a ton of women that has a daycare on site that has you know a way to take care of their personal health, that has such an amazing culture. That it's like, how can I create a company that has enough money to not only pay these people so well, but also give them this like work life, you know, incredible excitement and balance in their life that they cannot wait to go to? And you guys, that type of thing um, takes a lot of money. And how can I create a company that gives back and not only creates this incredible work environment, but, you know, has people earning in the way that they want and also gives back to people and also creates something so epic out in the world that completely changes the way people live?
0: Yep. And so, step four in the four steps to become a money magnet is this. Now that you're now that you like, yes, I'm in. I'm in. How do I do this? Step four is reinforce your new patterns and beliefs. Reinforce them. This means you need accountability partners. This means you need to measure what matters. And we'll break these down a little bit more. This might mean journaling your actions and your thoughts every day. This might mean weekly dream dates like Lori and I have where you're You know, force place dreaming and and visualizing. You know what you want to be. Uh, Reinforce your new uh, habits and and beliefs. Your new patterns and beliefs means surrounding yourself like this five day free challenge that Tony and Dean are doing. That's what reinforce your new beliefs and patterns is. Is it's one thing to choose them. It's another thing to lock these in place.
1: So let's start out with accountability because this. I'm just we're gonna we're gonna drill this home so that you get it. Because if you don't go find those people, um, if you don't ask your friend right now that you know has big goals to hold each other accountable, maybe it's a bi-weekly um session where you talk for an hour about your dreams, maybe you don't have a partner. you can do these dream dates with like Chris and I do, and when I say dream date, we mean like it's a dream session mm-hmm. where you can go anywhere and do it, and you can say, you know like wh- what do you want in the next five years? like mm-hmm. what do you envision? what makes you happy? like what feels so good that you want in your life? and you need to have somebody who reinforces that it is not only okay but it's so important that you become this person who can become a money magnet, who is a money magnet and who lives in this way. And so who is that person going to be? Is it going to be, you know, are you going to be able to text a friend? Are you going to have your partner get on board with you? Is it going to be something that you have to buy like a coach? Is it going to have to be a group of people that you buy like a mastermind? What is it going to be? Because when I did it, I actually had to buy it. So I had to go and join the things because I was not in it. You guys, we were we were in Wisconsin area, Minneapolis area, Minnesota area. I could and the internet wasn't that big yet, you guys. Like Facebook had just come out and I didn't know where to go. I did not have any people in my life who believed that they could grow in into the life or have the life that they dreamed of. It was not a belief around anyone in my world. So you, I had to go and buy that.
0: Yep. And, and if you're not buying it, you create it yourself. So I've created a monthly dinner with guy friends that are all high performers. And it's an accountability dinner. Yeah, we have fun. Yeah, we talk about fun things. But we also go around the table. And we talk about, hey, what are we not doing right now that we know we should be doing? And we go around the table and we hold each other accountable. Hey, did you get this new idea off the ground yet? Hey, did you go meet with this person I connected you with? Every single month, I know that I have to face these guys and answer to, did I move my dreams forward or not? That's a way of creating what you need in terms of accountability partners. We all need people, whether it's one person, whether it's something you create, whether it's something you invest, we all need people that we have to face in a uh, pre-planned way, whether it's daily, weekly, monthly, where we're going to have to answer for, do we move the needle or not?
1: And universe, God, (laughs) response. Responds to action, like sees everything that you're doing. It just does. It's the law. So if you take action on this, things will happen. Things will start happening for you. Like I literally challenge you right now um, to go to that website for real, ownit64.com, and text it, text that link to five friends and say, let's hold each other accountable to doing this, to doing this together. Because I do this stuff all the time. If I listen to a great podcast, I text it to a friend, I say, hey, Try to listen to this in the next couple days and let me know what you think. I'd love to have a chat about it. I do that all of the time because I want to be held accountable to what I just learned in that podcast. I want to be held accountable to the challenge. You guys have to do this.
0: Yep. So that's accountability partners. Measure what matters. This is if you need to pay off debt, then you measure how much debt you have to pay off. Each week you check in. Did I move the needle? You know, where is it? Even daily. So... Every single day, I log into our accounts, and I look at our net worth, and I track our finances. Some days, it goes up. Some days, it goes down. But because I look at it every day, I'm measuring what matters. When I measure what matters, it lights a fire under my butt, and I, it causes me to make decisions based on what I want to happen. You see, if you're not looking at it for a week, for a month, for a year, then you don't make decisions that move that needle. But if you measure what matters... Your debt, whether you're trying to pay off debt, whether you're trying to grow your net worth, whether you're trying to increase your income, whether you're trying to increase your sales on your courses or on your membership or whatever it is that you do, then when you measure what matters, it causes you to take the corresponding action every single day.
1: Yeah, I love this. And I know that you are big into journaling right now.
0: Yep. That's been my new thing this year.
1: Yes. Tell me about that because I feel like some people hear journaling and it's like, Chris, even myself, I've journaled before. And it's hard for me to get into it. So tell me how we can journal around this. So
0: I added it in this year because I wanted to add to my daily measuring what matters. And so every single day, I'm doing a gratitude journal. I'm writing down what I'm grateful for. I'm writing down um, wins that I wouldn't have acknowledged otherwise. I'm writing down things that I'm proud of that I wouldn't have acknowledged otherwise. It's every single thing that I'm grateful for every single day. And to have a wealth mindset, right, to be a money magnet, you have to look at what you have not at what you don't. If you're always looking at what you don't, it just creates more lack, lack, lack. Oh, I don't have this, I don't have that. And you feel powerless. When you look at what you have every single day, you realize, whoa, I did this. I have this. I accomplished this. I strung this together this many days in a row. And it, realize, it makes you realize you're on a winning streak, as, mm-hmm. as Charlie Jably would say, right? You're on a mm-hmm. winning streak. And so you have to get into this practice of journaling and taking a look at what you have every single day not by default, concentrating on what you don't. Hmm.
1: I love this. I was just thinking about a challenge that we could give to them around this challenge. And you know how Jim Rohn says, you're the sum of the five people that you're around. Uh Like you can literally look back in your text messages and you can find out as far as like the last five to seven texts that you've gotten and given who, you know, what your environment is and what your beliefs are by looking at what their environment and uh, beliefs are. And right now, what I would love for you guys to do is go sign up at ownit64.com, take a screenshot of the landing page and put it up in your stories, tag five of your friends to tell them to go to ownit64.com. Yes. And tell them why you're doing this challenge and that you want them to be accountable. So if you guys have swipe ups, go ahead and put the link in there because it's going to be free for them too. Ownit64.com. And tell them, hey, You are like the most important five to me. Let's do this together.
0: Yeah, guys, that's a no-brainer. That's a great way to be accountable. It's free. It's powerful. And when you do something with others, you show up differently than when you do something for yourself.
1: Start your own group.
0: There's going to be a day, maybe day one. Maybe day one, you're like, "Eh, I don't want to show up to this. But because you said you're going to do it with others, now you show up. Maybe day three, maybe day four, maybe day five when you're like, "Uh, you know what? I've done a few days in a row. I'm good. I'm feeling better. You decide not to show up. But when you do it with other people, now you show up because you're holding each other accountable. Every time. I mm-hmm. love that. Matter of fact, tag us. We'll share. We're going to share several of you that mm-hmm. say, hey, I'm doing it the ownit64.com challenge. Tag us in it and we'll share you so that you might be able to find other like-minded mm-hmm. people through our large audiences that also want to do this kind of thing with you.
1: I love that. I'm so excited.
0: All right. So so let's recap this for everybody because as you can tell, this is a really important mm-hmm. subject for us. And we live in a world where we can control our outcomes. We cannot control our circumstances, right? Circumstances are what happened to you, but you can control your outcomes. Mm -hmm. And you can do that by following these four steps to become a money magnet. Step number one, clear out the old and take your power back. Step number two, decide to become educated and motivated, right? Remember the law of wealth. Wealth will always flow from the financially uneducated and unmotivated to the financially educated and motivated. Number three, control your environment people, places, and propaganda. And number four, reinforce your new patterns with accountability partners, doing things in groups, measuring what matters. Guys, these are four things that everyone can do. If you're listening to this right now, everybody can do these things. They're not wildly time-consuming. They're not wildly expensive. There's no barriers of entry to having a wealth mindset. There's no barriers of entry to being a money magnet other than doing the consistent work.
1: You know, I love this so much. And I know that money can sometimes be polarizing because money is simply a result. I want you guys to think about it as you know, a a relationship that you're in with a partner. It's like, if your relationship is good, it's simply a result of the way that you have decided to believe uh, what you believe about your partner, what you believe about being in a partnership and how you talk to each other and the actions that you do. It's the exact same because money is a relationship. And Money is a result. So it's interesting because it's like we can kind of look at all of the results so it can be challenging, right? So if you don't have it right now, it's just because you need to start learning and implementing all of these tools that we said. And then all of a sudden, just like if you put all of your new thoughts and beliefs and and time and effort into a new relationship, you're going to reap the rewards.
0: So here's the last surprise. This five-day challenge that Tony Robbins and DiGracios are doing. Uh, you guys may or may not know this, Dean Graciosi is our neighbor, literally our neighbor. And so that's how we've gotten you know, to invited be invited to this. into this really cool act of generosity that they're doing. Well, they're actually going to be doing a bonus day of training later that Lori and I will get to be involved in. And so you're going to get some really incredible training from us and from everybody else. If you simply go to ownit 64com and join us in this free challenge with Tony Robbins, Dean Graciosi and everybody else. And once you do, I want you to share it on Instagram that you joined it, tag us, and we're going to share several of you to celebrate you.
1: And don't forget to tag five friends that you want to join this challenge with you who become your accountability partners.
0: I love this. All right, guys, I cannot wait for you to be a part of this. Our goal with Dean and Tony is to get 1 million lives changed. That's the act of generosity, pulling together all of these trainers To get 1 million financial lives changed. We want you, I implore you to be one of those 1 million financial lives changed.
1: You guys, we're so grateful for you. And uh, Chris has already told you all of the fun things that you can do and that we're going to share you. And until next time, thank you guys so much. And we'll see you next week.